big thank you to everybody again for all your comments, interactions, questions. Getting them daily is so much fun for us to be able to it's very encouraging. go back and forth and be able to do stuff like to answer things, think about things, be able to engage in different things like that. It's very, yeah, it's encouraging. But going backwards in the New Testament, we started in, did we start in James? No. Well, we first started in Isaiah, and then yeah, because that's James, and yeah, the kids wanted that's to the way do our the family working backwards. Because that's the way our family goes. That's what they wanted to do. It's cool. So they, and then they, yeah, they wanted to do the letters going backwards. So. <laughs> yeah, and we start, no, Jude. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you said James. I did. I always think of them as twins. I feel like I get James and Jude <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> mixed up so twins. Like my twin brothers, everybody gets them mixed up. Maybe I just do the same. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That could be it. But we're in First Timothy. Yes, we're, we're, get, we're reading them backwards, but we'll still do the Timothys first and then second. Yeah, it makes no <laughs> sense to do first Timothy. I mean... Second and then first. Especially because the way the books are set up and dated, it's very important that you yeah. have the order correct. Uh, this is by far our eight-year-old's favorite, favorite book. She, she loves for, Timothy. For whatever reason, I know I've said it before... But for whatever reason, she is just... I think because she, um, like you've said it before, but I think because she has that, she wants to be like Timothy, she sees herself as like Timothy mm -hmm. and you as Paul, it's and so she just cute. loves that, you know, that relationship between the two of them, but yes, Timothy, um, her Action Bible hero cards, uh, out of the hero she, she cards, has, she, she has Timothy, Timothy and has, that's her yeah, bookmarker in her Bible, she just, she loves Timothy, she has read this book, I... First and second. She's read them a million times. She loves them. It's so cute. Yeah, and she just really, really... But she's, like, grinning from ear to ear the whole time we read it. It's so cute. Oh. Yeah, because she... It was just one time she had asked, you know, that... She had asked me and wanted me to explain to her who Timothy was and yeah. why Paul talked about him like this. Yeah. You know, she goes, it wasn't his son, but he talks like this. Yeah. And what's he... You know, different things like that. It explain, and ever since then, she's just attached herself to every. So anytime Timothy's brought up, she just gets super oh, yeah. stoked, and she knows. She can tell you like anywhere, any letter that, yeah. that Timothy is mentioned, yeah. or she's really cute with That's it. So cute. Um, but it's it's a really important book, especially since the week this past week that we've had. Uh, just like personally <laughs> and then n now it's funny these books that they're popping up right at the right uh, time after we've we've gone through these things and just showing the importance of solid biblical truth and pointing out false teaching yeah. Wherever it is. And also, 
instructing and pointing out more so instead of instructing more so pointing out that a Christian's life is completely changed once they receive it once they truly receive the gospel and they truly receive Christ and the Holy Spirit will not allow them to not produce these fruits the Holy Spirit is just too you know prominent in that person's life that they just have a heart to serve and you know you see the humbling and the in the giving and truly the, been transformed yeah and it's not it, it doesn't come to a you know uh, Paul points out that this is this is truth this isn't an opinion this isn't something that you know isn't something he made up it's just the Holy Spirit transforms a person's life once it enters that person and it and it's extremely evident in everything that they do and if it's not then they don't have the spirit they might think they do but it won't allow you to walk in these things like I said after the week that we've had um, with the homosexuality podcast going out which was you know that it's been yeah, it hadn't been too bad, but you know there's definitely been some things I think that we've learned in there, and we've kind of come to a realization that uh, there's a lot of holes in people's understanding, uh, understanding <laughs> and maybe even just knowledge of scripture mm-hmm. because. It's very evident. But again, this goes back to this whole thing with us, our family, even before you did seminary. The whole point was, I don't think we truly read our Bibles like we should. We should be in reading for ourselves every single day without fail. And we don't do that right. on, on the, the you know broad spectrum here. Believing Christians do not spend time reading their whole Bible every single day, working through the whole thing. And we have found that every time we do anything, we just come back to the, that's got to be like of utmost importance, thus us recording and sharing our daily Bible studies. You know, because we've got, how can you know and have a solid, firm understanding of these things if you're not reading it? On a daily basis. Right. How are you supposed to and, know? And Church once a week I, doesn't fill that hole. Absolutely not. And I'm so, it's so awesome that we're going through the, we're going through the whole New Testament. We're obviously starting, but going through it backwards. Yeah. Um, how awesome it is to be able to just go through these and just kind of talk and just show people the themes. And then once you start seeing these themes and understanding things and seeing things that are just, Oh, you know, repetitive and, and these little light bulbs come to light. Mm-hmm. This will pull you back into your scripture. It'll make you want to search scripture. Oh, it'll yeah, make you, totally. it'll make, you're looking for your life and everything around you to make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And this is where you go to. And I think once your, your heart is right with that, you go no other place than to scripture. Well, you have a Jesus sized um, hole in your heart. Right. Everybody does. Right. And the only, place and the that only you fill that way to fed, quench it. Mm-hmm here besides prayer is definitely going to his word and you know filling yourself on that exactly and and understanding it correctly where if 
it, it's not very it's not difficult are the world has made it extremely difficult and they have I say it all the time but modern day Phariseeism mm -hmm. well it's not my term it's John MacArthur's term um, but it's so true because we have law on top of law on top of law on top of law on top of law in the church and yet traditions and rules you know traditions and rules but then inside you know largely we're bleeding mm -hmm. all over I think pastors and, and people give way too much credit for the Christianity, the things, and I pray that it, and what I mean by that is that it, they just give way too much hope, way too much credit, you know. Souls are being saved, people are being one, it's like, but are they though? But are they really? But are they really? Yeah. Have they really, really, truly understood their lives turned around and you know received the gospel and, really and changed and right life. and now they're going out to the world and changing the world for, because of the change that has mm -hmm. happened inside of them yeah. we are not we're not teachers aren't preaching that there's no conditions for salvation but it does require you to give up everything. Yep. You will lose everything. everything. It requires a complete turn from the world and everything that you know mm -hmm. against it. A complete, that is your enemy and now you have to figure out how to navigate through whatever situation that you're in in light of this mm -hmm. but so we don't that's not the type of christianity that we're throwing out there and that we're getting excited about because we're not seeing i mean we are in the smaller groups in, in smaller numbers and praise god and i pray that that you know maybe this nation in this country this world will come um you know to to more true saving knowledge and have their their lives changed but you know where it's not no it's not conditional but it requires you to give a lot mm -hmm. and that means it gives you yourself and everything to it and that's not just in a in a spiritual way like I you know like we we think you know like I've given my heart and everything to you and in these pretty little Christian songs that really? we have have you really mm -hmm. no because your life will not you'll have joys that you won't even be able to explain but then you'll also have struggles and pains that you'll be able that you'll hardly be able to make it through it's such an ebb and flow mm -hmm. type thing that that happens in this life so we don't we don't properly this goes to the watered down christianity it's just shallow it's just completely abusing the name of of God I think and I'm not pastors are so I just read something to you before we started here that they're pastors teachers whoever are 
too afraid to call these things out say oh I don't want to to you know ooh judging one of God's children ooh that's that's difficult or calling them out I don't want to yeah there's I understand that there's a lot of weight to that I'm not trying to make light to that but at the same time when you're looking at somebody that you can see that is a visual example of a false teacher that you can get from scripture and you can you can see that wow this is what scripture identifies yeah. as a false teacher well <laughs> and this is what my instructions are to do with when this false teacher take no part in works of darkness mm -hmm. instead expose them what that why are you afraid to call that out mm -hmm. that's where you are empowered through the spirit to call these things out because it's not a joke it's not easy and all of that to lead up into the beginning of Timothy that that's exactly what Paul is explaining to Timothy here Paul was in between imprisonments on this particular letter right before he was put to death mm -hmm. so he was out free and in between his his final imprisonment okay. so he's writing to Timothy here and he knows his time has has come come down to to the last few years here he's he's down he's, he's taken down he, he's so this is kind of his final plea uh, to uh, to Timothy here for the church at the end of his life so this is a guy that's at this point he's been through it all um, he's he's also definitely he's definitely aged a lot further than even he probably should have been yeah. so he's very very uh, very learned um, I use that term a lot I like you it do. I know mm -hmm. it's really not proper but I really like it and I'm sorry it annoys me too for the people <laughs> to get annoyed with it uh, yeah so he's he's definitely softened you know and he's definitely very very uh, seasoned yes and he's definitely uh, he definitely knows what's ahead he doesn't know how long this is going to but he knows exactly what is what's coming for the church and he knows what's ahead and he knows the things that mm -hmm. that they're going to have to battle and he's just giving Timothy just this full instruction here on how to deal with that so for us this there's everything in the world that we can take from it obviously anybody that's a teacher anybody that you know leads a Bible study or does anything like this um, these are 
all books that I think that anybody that, that does this holds to heart and anybody that does this seriously <laughs> I know there's there's people that don't and that's evident yeah um, but I think the ones that do hold these books very very seriously and we definitely uh, judge ourselves in our own lives off of this every single day so yeah I guess that's a good place to start yeah all right, so before we begin, we'll go ahead and have you guys pause um, real quick so you can pray before we get started. Also, if you are in need of a Bible, if you need a real physical Bible that you can be studying from and using um, and you don't have one, please let us know. Go to APHomeChurch.com. That's our website. You can contact us there if you need a Bible. If you need prayer, if there's something else in your life that you're struggling with, need physically, need counseling, need anything like that, please let us know. We'd love to connect with you. Um, we know that this is mainly done online, but we'd still like to grow in community as much as we possibly can. We take this incredibly seriously. And Yeah, and again, we're honored for the opportunity every single day we are humbled by the opportunity to be able to Do any be vessels used by god even in the small we we look at each other and we see we have this this small group and that's cool that's what we're here for yeah we're not here for anything nor will we ever be here for any type of popularity be no, this is, we are called out. We feel called out by God, and it's not from us. It's from him, so it's never going to be anything big. It's never going to be anything, you know, I think that, you know, it's just not going to be like that. So if you guys need anything, so. seriously, though, reach out. Let us know. Um, Please, we appreciate we're very all humbled. of it. But go ahead, um, before we get started, just pause and spend some time in prayer, and then go ahead and click back, and we'll get started. Okay, verse 1. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God, our Savior, and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. I am writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. When I left for Macedonia, I urge you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations which don't help people live a life of faith in God. These were obviously, I've said, or we've talked about it many times before, that the Greek mythology and these things were very real and active during this time and this is what these these teachings were kind of this being this is a really really weird spot for religion <laughs> you know and it mm -hmm. always has been this whole <laughs> since the beginning since the beginning it has been it's, it's just a really weird spot because you have Judaism mm -hmm. with Greek mythology you know this with this Greco-Roman you have uh, Egypt and which has it its own Learn unique we don't even need yeah well and 
he's you know and the point that he even makes I urged you to stay there and to stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. I am urging you that this is something that we should do, right? They have yeah. all of these different teachings. They have all this other stuff. And he's urging you, hey, no, that yeah. that is contrary to the truth. Sit down. Mm-hmm. Not going to fly. Right. Yeah, no, he's specifically, that's what, you know, that's what Timothy's whole mission here is is to go to Ephesus and completely combat mm-hmm. these teachings and these things that were coming in but it's it's so much like I guess my point in, in saying all that was is it's so much like we we see even today uh, with the many 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 false teachings that have oh, come so into so much division within the church I mean it's crazy you could you could talk on that all day long it's unbelievable what we've done with Christ it really mm-hmm. is um, yeah that's why I'm not that's why I'm not the least bit surprised that if if we wouldn't hear that trumpet call very soon because mm-hmm. just the amount everywhere you look oh yeah you know, you can, as we were told was going to happen leading into Christ's second. So now coming. that we're in the digital age and all that, you see it worldwide, oh, and, yeah. and you see that it goes across to everywhere, and it's just, I'll be ready. So until then, verse three, I think I or no, I stopped off at five, right? Did you no finish? I think you're. In the I don't middle know. Of four. Maybe I'm in the middle of four. These things only lead to meaningless speculations, which don't help people live a life of faith in God. Did you say that? I don't know. But I don't think you said that, but I just You just did. did so. so you can say five. Yep. Five. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with the love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spent their times in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they speak so confidently. Are we seeing anything like this in our world today? I know, it still happens. We know that the law is good when used correctly. For the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their father or mother or commit other murders. I'm going to stop right there again. There's not really anybody that really believes that when he speaks of law, he's speaking of, like, law in general, right? Like, like law in order, law, like... Like government law? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure probably, but... Okay. I, I mean, I... I I just seem to remember, or I, I maybe I'm just being crazy here, but I thought I remembered something about somebody bringing up these verses when trying to prove a point on. When I've tried to ask people who are legalistic about observance to Old Testament law, uh-huh. um, and you respond back with things like this, they usually either twist all of the words or just completely ignore it. So. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Where are we at? My point being that yeah, we must weigh everything with full scripture from Genesis to Revelation to make sure oh, yeah. we are understanding it properly and not sure. just putting some weight on one part and no weight on another. It must be weighed and everything. There's checks and balances. It must weigh out. Um, but apparently that's 
That's crazy. <laughs> Verse 10. The laws for people who are sexually immoral or who, or who practice homosexuality or are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or who do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God or do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching. Yeah. Like, that comes from the good, entrusted to me by our blessed God. It's not a joke. It's not something you, you mess around with, nor is it something that's, that's inclusive. Mm -hmm. Because while anybody is accepted, repentance is required. Mm Mm-hmm. And that doesn't allow you, when you turn from things, that doesn't allow you to practice these things or to walk in them, especially if they're sins that you are well known for mm-hmm. in your own person, you know, your own personal walk. You're, you know yourself, yeah. you know. You know that's something you clearly struggle with. You know, so you know where your issues are, and you know where your your weaknesses are, and you know where you have to have self control and, and pay extra attention to. So, knowing those things, they don't allow you to walk in these things. I didn't say it didn't allow you to not fall. Sure. Said it doesn't allow you to in. walk in them. Mm-hmm. But even falling, you have to think that even even falling has to be reviewed. Mm-hmm. Because, well, wait a minute. Sexually immoral? Mm-hmm. That's a serious sin. Mm-hmm. That is a serious sin. That's not a sin that you just, man, I was in a bad spot. Sorry. Sorry, guys. guys. No. <laughs> if you continually are sexually immoral, you are contradicting the wholesome teaching. Which you can't do. Walk in the way of the world. Don't try to walk in the way of this if you're going to do that. If you're not going to take it seriously. If you're not going to take it seriously. And reassess because you you probably don't have the spirit that you want. Yeah. And pray. I'm not the judge of that. To make that, to make the YouTube world clear that that is not my, my judgment at all. I'm reading it. You're just reading the book. I'm out here reading like a fool. Yeah. You're in verse 12, by the way. Thank you. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people, but God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous our gracious Lord was! He filled me with the faith and love that comes from Christ Jesus. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God 
forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Amen. Um, that gives encouragement to every single Christian, mm -hmm. every single person that comes to Christ, or should give you encouragement to anybody if your life is completely changed. And that's what is is offered the grace and the mercy and and you know um and and being an example of that and showing others that you too can be forgiven hey because paul he used to blaspheme the name of Christ. This was a guy that was going around arresting and beating people because in telling them that Christ wasn't real. Yeah. So there's really, there's really not a whole lot of if that guy's life can be turned around. There's not <laughs> one thing that you have done as a person that cannot be forgiven, mm -hmm. and that's what Christ is for. That is what he came for. He came for the worst of the worst. He didn't come from the for the righteous. He came for the ones that know they're sinners and know that they need to repent, that know they need a Savior. God knows I need one. Mm -hmm. God knows you need one. Mm -hmm. um, we all need one. And every single day we need one even you know just living in our fallen world we need one but the encouragement is that that's what it's for and it should drive us look what it did for Paul I mean yeah he was a he was a religious Pharisee but at the same time for him Christ completely changed his life Granted, he got to see like a lot of cool things, so he had a little, little bit plus on that. But he, but you know the whole martyred thing, yeah, he had that, <laughs> he had that going against him. So, uh, but anyway, it's a, uh, it's a great encouragement, and I think it's it. It's probably one of the most important things that. We should remember every single day. Verse 18. Look at you. I'm so good. Look, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. Based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier, may they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Hymenaeus and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so they might not learn to blaspheme God. Okay, a couple things to close out chapter 1. And clearly already, if you've been listening this long, this is not going to be a short study at all. Because um, you've used up your 30 minutes in chapter 1. Morgan, I will not apologize for this one. <laughs> I will not. Because this one is definitely going to go over. Um, usually these ones don't. But Timothy, 
for me is not a book that I could could go through. I didn't want to with Hebrews, but if I did that with Hebrew, it would just take days. So this one, I'm going to try my best not to take days because I think I can make it kind of quick. But okay. Anyway. Other point. I definitely didn't want to do it with this. The other point is, uh, I'm not a sure verse verse 20 with Hymenaeus and Alexander when he handed him over to Satan. I'm not positive what that means. And I don't I don't know that I want to know what it means. Hand them over to Satan? Yeah, and it's not... I mean, there's a general idea of what Paul is trying... what he's saying when he did that. I mean, they handed him over to kicking them out of the church or anything else like that, but... I don't know. If you're if you're messing if your false teachings are shipping are are messing up somebody else's walk. walk yeah. Should be a rather harsh rebuke there. Handing over to Satan. <laughs> That's pretty legit. Is is for real. Again, I don't know exactly what that entails. I don't know what that <laughs> entails, but I know a lot more than... I mean, I know I, I don't have the authority to do that, but... These guys, I mean... That's serious. You can't, you can't let these false teachings intercept the church beliefs... Because they get people's consciences, they get them and worried, they the get them with, concerned. We're so afraid to call out false teaching now. Oh well, only God can judge his heart. I don't know his heart. You know, we have all these reasons why we can't stand up, call out, and shut down false teachers. And look at what that's doing to the body of Christ. Look at how many people truly don't understand the truth of God. Look at how many wonky things people. Well, really yeah, because there's there's things are and well, well, just like in the two easiest beliefs, like you'll have the one where like okay, Jesus is coming any any second now, but if you even own a computer, you're gonna go to you're gonna go to hell and burn. Like I'm okay, I don't know that's that's not I'm a real thing, but I'm just yet. making that up. But yeah. like that's like that side of it. And then the other side is, is no, Jesus isn't coming soon at all. You're already in the kingdom. It, yeah. This is be as busy, good as it gets, bro. Be busy, wrapped up, and like, building your yeah, kingdom here. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't don't worry about it. So you even have both sides of that mm -hmm. that causes concern in people, mm -hmm. which there should be no concern. There should be complete comfort in the fact that. Yes, Christ is could return any minute, and the fact is, if he doesn't, well, okay, today wasn't the day. Let's, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Let's mm -hmm. try to live for him for today the best that we can, mm -hmm. and and pray for the provisions of the day, and that's as much as we can do. Yep. So, um, I think those were the only points. I'm sure if anybody has questions about any of that, I can go further into it but I figured that uh, 
handing somebody over to Satan would be a yeah, keyword that somebody would be like, stands up, yeah. people would be like, what does that mean? What does handing over to Satan mean? I mean, kicking him out of the church, but I, I think it's a little bit harsher than that. Well, yeah, this wording is uh, seems a little bit more than I threw them out so we don't have to deal with them anymore. You know what I mean? Versus I handed them over to Satan. Pretty strong words. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Paul would make that clear if he just said that I would throw them out. That would be my guess, but what do I know? So going into chapter 2, um, obviously here we're, we're talking about instructions on various things. And I think this is so cool. Whenever we see stuff, I feel like we often will just accept things because traditionally it's what Christians do, right? Or it just it's it's generally accepted within our denomination or whatever. And so we don't question it or you think You took what I wanted to say with this. Is it really? I hope yeah. But we don't really think about it. And so one thing that has been big for us is we question everything. So why do I do this? Does it really hold up biblically or is this just culturally or within the church normal and so I don't think about it? Because I think that's a big difference that we need to make. So looking at various so-called denominations, things that they do, you know, we have to weigh everything by scripture and yeah. here is a little chunk that is um, definitely could and is getting ready to spur about 15 different podcasts we're getting ready to record. <laughs> but again, these points, we have to look at these instructions on all of these different topics and weigh all of these things based off of this instead of just accepting things because they're the norm for a Christian. They're the norm for this denomination. Yeah, we should question them, weigh them biblically, yes. and then reassess whether or not... Some things might that, totally hold up. It's totally cool. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Yeah, like that's why it's it's not up to us to make those decisions. It's yeah. up to what is. Some things we don't like. have. But there's a lot of stuff out there that people have questions about. Um, I would say a good majority of it is just stupid human tradition. To be honest, usually, with you. yeah. Uh huh. I mean that people hold way too tight, get way too creepy about. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not going to, I mean, my sympathy for it is very, and my understanding for it is very, very little. Yeah. Because I live by this that was has absolutely transformed my life and my way of life and my per and everything in me. But growing up in the church, you always questioned right. these traditions. Like, you were that guy back in the day. And then I see the, all the tradition that's in it. And I don't see how your life could be transformed by tradition. Yeah. Mm -mm. Your your earthly life may be your your personal, you know, your personal pride or wants or whatever. I understand traditions to a degree, but as far as like that true transformation, like that doesn't come from tradition. That comes from Christ. Yeah, it doesn't come from you remembering, you know, singing and and whatever and wearing the stupid little robe. I I don't know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't call it stu stupid, but there's really no there's no biblical basis for them. I mean, these things were specifically outlined to the Jews in the Old Testament. Yeah, there's none of down that. Down to the there's little. There's none of that for the Jews. Down to the Tassels the type of bells. of 
you know, stitching on the on the garments. Yeah, but that, that's not for the church. That's not for the church. No. Priestly garments, none of that stuff. You don't you don't see any of that here. You just trying to make all the Episcopalians and, and Catholics mad now? I don't care. It's not truth. Yeah. There's nothing. I know, there. I know, but that's who I it's think your, of. it's I understand that there's a lot of people that I'm giving heart attacks to. I do understand that there's a lot of well meaning tradition behind a lot of it. But weigh those things is it but, biblical. But it's none of it's necessary. Yeah. No. You answered it I mean, not in a judgment way, but I'm I'm fully confident. Not and absolutely z- none of that's necessary, nor does the Lord care about any of that. He cares about your heart. In yeah. your life. Christ commanded none of these things of yeah. his church. He doesn't care what you do on Sunday. Remember, it's about a life, not yeah. not a prayer. Yeah. Or Sunday, Wednesday, Monday, choir practice, whatever it may be. He doesn't yeah. care about any of that. You know? It, it, How has your heart been transformed in your life now showing these things? Every day. All day. We lived in a place where it's hard not to judge people, but it's also hard not to notice lifestyles. Sure. We lived in, I mean, when we lived in the city closer, I knew people, not anybody specifically that, I mean, that I knew, I mean, just in the church, you know, the types of churches you go to, you go, oh, I've seen that person before. You know, you see them in church, and then you see them out in the world. You know, obviously, I'm thinking of when we lived in the city, mm-hmm. and what would have been the city and people I see and I'm just like you're so you're completely a different Sunday Christian yeah than you are in real life like I didn't even it's interesting you know you hear people's speech and talk is different and different things like that and yeah I don't know where I was going with that point where was I going with that no clue anyway don't be a Sunday Christian it's about Transform lives Chapter and two. not practice. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how many times. Yeah. Well, why not? You should probably talk louder then. I'm going to. I urge all of you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior. He wants everyone to be saved and understands the truth. I'm not going to stop there without mentioning that yes, we are meant to pray for all of our leaders and all of our authorities in different things like this but this isn't necessarily this is so we can live quiet and peaceful lives as followers of as Christ. followers of Christ mm-hmm. not to be focused on anything here this is to to uh, you know I think Trav this morning I think Trav said this morning he's like or was it you that said go, okay go get the Peter go get the coin out of the fish's mouth yeah. and pay, pay the man yeah do it and do it happily as if you were doing it to the Lord. Yes. But understand that this has no Don't bearing be on anything. Don't be wrapped up in all of this. Right. Yeah. Our this focus is, is not on this. This is almost just a, you know, a, a, 
a binding thing for us while we're here on this earth is we're going to be under the authority of something other than the Lord's rule until the millennial reign. Until the millennial reign. Yeah. So it's not, but it's not something that that we're supposed to be happy about or excited about. I I, I tell people all the time that that get really excited about you know politics or or presidents or different things like this. They think that they're worldly systems. Yeah, yeah, the worldly systems are going in a direction and things are. This is a lull that at no point did Daniel ever get excited that he was in toward you know especially towards the end of Babylon captivity that he you know he saw the his love wasn't for Babylon yeah or, or toward not towards captivity but towards the end of his death his his um, his love was not for Babylon it was for it was for God mm-hmm. and his eyes weren't focused on what his his permanent or his his temporal home and condition was you know he remained subject to it but he also remained completely apart from it. Well, yeah, it's one and thing to he, be subject he to it. He never another... was like, oh, cool. Things are going to be going well here in Babylon for a good, well, I don't I'm know. I'm proud four, to be a Babylonian. Yeah, four or eight waving years. Waving his flags. Yeah. Um, it, no point did that ever happen. So, first four. Five. 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 For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Christ Jesus. I believe that I'm being uh, called to bring up here that this honestly reminds me of Catholicism, and this is my huge problem with it. One the fact, that, yeah, but I think this is probably my biggest. Yeah, the biggest. I think once Travis and Alexis get here, he'll probably make me a liar on that. But We're doing a podcast on Catholicism and probably even Episcopalian here coming up soon, guys, if you're interested. So I, I'm sure I'll probably be made a liar on that, that statement. But for now, I think my main problem with Catholicism is the idea of the Pope or the idea of priest. your priest mm-hmm. and calling him father and calling him different things. Confessing to him. And whoa, 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 whoa. You got to throw out there a lot is, of scripture to make that point, yeah, guys. Yeah, you do. And in the in not even throwing out a lot, this right here, Paul makes it extremely clear. And there's no way to get around this. There's no different way to teach this. This is exactly what he's saying because... False teachers in Paul, this was the same thing that they were trying to do. They were trying to be immediate. You weren't good enough to talk to Christ. You weren't good enough to do this. That is not not the case. Mm -hmm. He's inside of you. You don't need anything. It's inside of your heart. The spirit is in you. It's not... So, there is one God and one mediator. End of story. Stop. That's it. Who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what it seems to reconcile God and, I mean, a a priest is, that's exactly what that is, is he's interceding for you. Mm -hmm. The intercession has already been made. Christ is making that intercession. 
we are we know that from from Romans that, that, that Christ is interceding for the saints Christ intercedes for us already to the Father we don't need anybody here to do that the only person that you need here is to to show you God's word and to guide you through it but that is to get you to go to God's word and go to God yourself yeah. Not to have any kind of pride or any kind of thing come back on you. Or to be called father or to have any kind of weird little practice that's honestly, seriously demonic. And it's funny how many different, like, satanic metal bands and different things like this, that the elements of Catholicism are all elemented in these things. So it's almost like it's publicly in your face. Like, you know what it is, but it, this is, here's like the, the, um, you know the the sheep on the wolf here mm -hmm. a little bit with with that mm -hmm. so told you this was going to be a long one verse six he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone this is the message god gave to world the world at just the right time and i've been chosen as a preacher and apostle to teach the gentiles this message about faith and truth i am not exaggerating just telling the truth in every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands, lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. And I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attracted by the good things they do. Okay, so here you there guys, you this morning was our parenting win because we read this and Lily had this like adorable, huge smile on her face. And she goes, Dad, this is the verses that I made sure to memorize. Remember? <laughs> oh, yes. And it was Thank like you. the cutest. Oh, my gosh. The yes, these are the mem yeah, these are the ones that out of this whole book you know he said that Lily loves Timothy but well, she and we talked him. about it if you guys listen to the rapid fire hot topics within the church I think it was the third one we talked about modesty and clothing and all the topics that come with that so again kind of referencing this stuff here too um, another point is I mean we have a huge movement now that says that women must keep their head covered and one of our points we had in there was okay so if that one verse in First Corinthians was Paul telling all women that they must keep their wear a physical like piece of cloth head covering. Then why do we have all these other places where they're talking about the way you fix your hair? No, he's not saying that you must wear a head covering. He's not saying that you must wear a dress that goes down to your ankles. He's right. not saying all of these like super legalistic things that we get into. But you do have to weigh: is your appearance modest? Are you wearing decent and appropriate clothing? Are you trying to draw attention to yourselves by the way that you do your hair or the jewelry you wear or anything like that? Um, this isn't saying that if you have a gold wedding ring or a pearl necklace that you're sinful. Like that, right. that, no, that's that not the point, point either. Um, and it's we just have to, I mean, read this take it literally for what it says it's are decent and appropriate are you drawing attention to yourselves by the things that you are wearing or doing um if you are claiming to be devoted to god your attractiveness should be by the things that you do not the way that you look and that's i think this is a huge one that we all i'm sure are fairly guilty of and our culture even within the church 
encourages this immensely. And um, I don't know. I think it's just worth... I want to... Um, uh, let me... I'm guessing that we're probably going to get the question on holy hands. Oh, on lifting oh, up of holy hands. Or if you're not, and if you're wondering about that, let me... I brought up two verses, but I brought them up in ESV, so you'll have to forgive me. To kind of give you help with understanding, understanding that there, I want men what, to pray with holy hands lifted up to God. What holy hands is. Okay. okay. First verse I'm going to reference is Job 17:9, mm-hmm. and then the second will be Psalm 24:4. But okay. the first one. Yet the righteous holds to his way, and he who has clean hands grows stronger and stronger. And then Psalm 24, 4. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. So, you can see that holy hands is a pure heart. Mm Mm-hmm not a false prayer it's a genuine you don't you know no deceit is coming out of your mouth you don't you know this is a pure honest prayer um, mm-hmm. and lifting up your hands and just pure emptiness to God mm-hmm. is basically what the idea is getting at there so that's where holy hands comes in I know I've heard some really really Weird stuff. Weird stuff on that. Matter of fact, a lot of the prosperity preachers use holy hands as laying hands, which a different one. What verse? verse 11. Uh, yeah. But women, make yourselves attractive by the good things you do. Mm-hmm. And this is the part where I won't speak too much. 11. Women should learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. For God made Adam first and afterward he made Eve. And it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing Assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. You brought up a lot of good points for all of this, and I think this is the part that you said that you wanted to bring up. So, I think we need to look at this um, very seriously, and we need to look at how this should be applied quite literally, even in our enlightened modern times. Um, let's see number one being it's very clear not just here but in many places that yes men and women are equal under God women are just as valuable as men are you are just as loved just as precious in God's sight Uh, none of that is changed but let's just be for real here in our sinful fallen world it was the woman who is easily talked into something and got the man to fall. And guys, that wasn't the only time that happened, okay? <laughs> this is not some crazy idea that that we don't see that you probably haven't seen within your own marriage. 
I'm not saying that men can't, you know, make impulse decisions or not be, you know, quick to, and maybe you do think things through better than your husband does in this one instance, but (laughs) across the board, women should learn quietly and submissively. The men are here to teach, to lead within the body of Christ, which they have a whole different set of regulations and responsibilities and things that quite honestly, women, we don't want to have those Mm -hmm. responsibilities. Let them have it. Okay. But we have turned this into something that is ridiculous and it is not, and you're not going to hear any words of encouragement on anything that we do in that right. We are to learn quietly and submissively. This isn't because you are of no value, because you have no input, because you have no good ideas. It just, that's not what it's saying. I don't let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. If you have a woman pastor, a woman leader, a woman in in any of the things, that is unbiblical. So if your church or your group or whatever it is that you watch or listen to, if they're willing to throw out scripture which that would be doing. If they're willing to throw out scripture to let a woman pastor, to let a woman lead, then what else are they willing to throw out? That should be a massive red flag to flee from whatever congregation or or whatever that is. Yeah, or to listen and find out what instance it is that... Yeah. And the other point here, but women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. I love the little note here that our Bible has on it. I just want to read it to you. But um, the most likely explanation for this statement is that the false teachers had stirred up trouble in households. Does that not sound like our modern modern world? If you guys read in our free homeschool e-magazine, the Not Pro-Life, Pro-Motherhood, the writer there makes amazing um, and quotes all kinds of stuff from the gal from Planned Parenthood and all of this. I mean, she's really talking about these things here, and it is so hits you right in the gut with biblical truth. It's fantastic. I recommend you go to our website and get it because it's really good. But Paul was calling these women back to proper relations within their homes in keeping with the truth of the good news. In so doing, they would be saved in the ultimate sense. So the moment that we as women decide to submit to God's order here in our being quiet, submissive, learning underneath the authority of the men, of our husband, of the the, the biblical uh, leaders, which would be men, you know, that we might have in whatever church or whatever, you know, we're involved in. Look at the difference that that makes. When you let go of what the world is telling you and you instead submit to the way that God is telling you it should be, imagine if we all as women women put our focus completely on our home and under our husband's authority. What kind of a difference would that make in the family unit? Which then would make a difference with all of your children when they can go out into the world and lead by the example that you have set. I mean, it just, the domino effect here is huge. And it's the same in the opposite direction. The family unit has so broken down, especially in the generations that we live in now, it is so broken and every facet of our world is suffering because of that. And so I really think, although these are the things that people like to turn away from, I and think... And that's honestly the point of our ministry. Is it if is. You don't, if you don't, and, and that's what we're here for as we've done 
that and we've seen that and we're well, here to say that you can, can get away from it and you can and you, and need you to will because be it's toxic because of yes it. and it's toxic and mm-hmm. it and it and it's it's something that's serious so you can speak for the men mm-hmm. um i will add my two cents here for the women but when we look at here from nine to fifteen we all need to all of these little pieces like i mean all of it with living but especially these special notes to us as women and then mm-hmm. to the men we need to seriously look at this mm-hmm. and evaluate our lives for it and be transformed by it. You you cannot, I know this is the touchy area that nobody wants to listen to. We've joked in some of our podcasts when we talked, touched on the gender role stuff first and we're like, well, we lost all the listeners. <laughs> nobody wants to listen to this. But Yeah, it's like, well, you're going to get truth. The world doesn't want to hear this, but this is huge. And all of us women, I think, should have this like, highlighted circled on our minds and be transformed in the way that we are and remember that but and again this is too submissive to your husband boyfriend all men all of those things don't count yeah to your husband Husband. (laughs) the the role of husband is is very important guys marriage is extremely important throughout the bible and again if you're in your if you're in the scriptures and you understand yes and you're in all of them you will know how important it is and how important immorality is. And that's why that's why Paul says to get married is if you can't control yourself Then just get married. Then just get married. Well, Rapture Awareness, they had that point that was so genius. Everybody wants to be all up in arms freaking out about abortion. Okay, well why aren't we spending time discussing fornication? Because that's where the problem of abortion stems from. <laughs> So if you want to be up in arms about something, that well, might we be a need good to, place start to start being. We need to start being real with it, and we can't. We have to stop tiptoeing around and not calling. Look, we've done it because this comes from a sinful perspective. Yeah. So it comes not from a judgmental perspective that like I don't have any idea what we're talking about remember how we were just reading earlier that uh, Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners we're the worst of them we're all. the worst of them all mm-hmm. so I'm not I'm standing on the other side of that though being forgiven and and doing my duty to call this out and to say look if you're quote-unquote my mom was super 1940s and old school about it shacking up mm-hmm. that is wrong and, and that you will is, not inherit the kingdom of yeah God. that's a that's a the immorality is a serious sin and it doesn't matter how much you pray how much you say that you let the holy spirit won't allow you to live in that type of situation he may be putting it on your heart and weighing it and i'm not saying that you're not saved if you're currently in that situation but if you are and you currently are in that situation and the lord is weighing on your heart and pulling you and things are going a direction then that's god telling you that you need to hurry up and get it right mm-hmm. because he's very specific about like i said it's very specific about marriage all throughout the bible and i mean you know in in our marriage yeah it's serious and it's not something that you should tiptoe around with so yes boyfriend 
um, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, shacking up, whatever you want to call it. There's there's no such thing as having a, a, a having a, a relationship. I think that's not unless. Okay, there is such thing, but it's very very rare nowadays that you have a relationship, especially a young relationship. That doesn't go. That doesn't stray. Or doesn't stray. I mean, it has to be. Come on, we have to have like the most pure like 1950s relationship in order. Which I've definitely known some people that that are like that. Which yeah, but but you can stand. But if that is you, then you can stand there with a clear conscience on the issue. And you don't have to worry about a dang thing. You know that you literally uh, went out for ice cream and then. Held hands on the way back and then just left. You know, like I mean, yeah, which is totally, I'm not I mean, making a, a picture of just what because it Brandon look like, doesn't know how to do that doesn't mean that you don't. Right. Um, so yeah. just yeah, exactly it. I mean, just because it. Yeah. Do you want me to read chapter three since your computer just completely shut off? I do. Friends, please pray for our provisions that maybe we can get a working computer one day. Well, it <laughs> that would works. Be so nice. It works sometimes. It's just that we keep setting it to not sleep. We did, and it still turns off. I know, and we turned it so off, and it keeps maybe one it. So day maybe, actually, maybe if somebody just... Actually, Travis knows this stuff. We need to ask him about it. Maybe we'll figure it out. Okay, I'm going to read Chapter 3, so maybe this, like, twice as long as it's supposed to be Bible study. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I'm sorry we've taken forever, but hopefully we've touched on things that were worth um, taking up all of your time. This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader, he desires an honorable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife, which again means... This is a funny part for you. you I know it is funny I, for me to read. Well, again, the point that if you are a leader in the church, looking at some denominations that say against this, you, you are allowed to be married. You don't have to be celibate. Okay. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his house and be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? Big point you discuss with our family quite often is it starts at home. If things aren't in order at home, you have no right being out doing anything else. Which is funny to note that we have the term like pastor's kid, preacher's kid, PK. You know, in church, usually the kids that are most out of control are the pastor's kids. And it's (laughs) like, how that kind of disqualifies. Okay. Verse 6. That is funny, though, because that that should disqualify you. Yeah. Like, what are you doing leading a church if you're children? You don't even have those in line. That almost to me is like a, I need to step away. I cannot be in this position until I can go get my home in order. Then maybe I can come back. And if I can't get my home in order, I have no reason coming back. But that would just be what I would draw from that. And what do I know? So they are some of the most vocally wild and rebellious. And you know, because you partied with all of them. Church. Er, church. Verse 6. A church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be well respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. 
They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed, and must live with a clear conscience. Before they are appointed as deacons, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife, and he must manage his children and household well. Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with the respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. Again, this is just more we should see by people's actions the spiritual fruit that they are bearing and judge them accordingly based on that. Mm-hmm. And when we're not seeing the things we're supposed to be, it is in love that we come to one another and go, hey, what's going on? What's yeah, happening? This is, we have to take it more serious. We must hold one another and we, accountable. We get too afraid. It's a loving we, thing to do. Oh, we can't judge, or we're afraid not to do that. And then, so you let your brother or sister then flounder around in sin? Like that's a better way to go about it? I just don't understand that. I don't understand that kind of logic either. But that's what they say. So verse. Uh, you can finish on fourteen. <clears throat> I'm writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. Without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. Amen. Amen. I won't. I guess there's not a whole lot to say, but that's the first three chapters that we did. <laughs> there's not a whole lot more to say because we're at an hour and how long? Uh, an hour and ten minutes. Ten minutes. So I apologize for the length of it, but. It, this hey. is not a book that we can fly through. You know, and that's a point, too. I know it's hard, you know, everybody trying to get in their, their time. And that's why, again, we really, this is what we do as a family. So, please, your whole family, you're welcome all to join us. But it is funny, the things that we'll spend an hour on, mm-hmm. like it's no big deal. But then it's like, ah, oh, we'll spend an hour reading my Bible. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. We're all guilty of that, right? We all oh, do sure. it, you know. But um, we just try to make sure that we are... Even our family Bible study in the morning. Some days, guys, it goes to lunch. Like, we'll be sitting at the table, and we're like, how is it so late? But you know what? If I wasted away, quote-unquote, the first half of my day because I was reading the Bible with my kids, was anything else I was going to do that important? Absolutely not. Nothing is more important than that. So... Sorry we took up all of your your day, but at the same time, we're not sorry. But at the same time, we're not (laughs) sorry, and everybody should go through this, and and this is what happens. uh, Well, actually, the world is what happens when you don't go through your Bible like this. That's true. So thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. We will see you all tomorrow.